1: it's a win, win, win. It's a win for us because we're being energized even as we're ministering to or helping someone and we get to sense God's pleasure. And then it's a win for the ones who are the focus of our ministry or help because they're getting the best parts of us and they don't feel like a project because they're not a project. And because we truly enjoy what we're doing and then they... Whether they're aware of it or not, they're experiencing God meeting their needs and building their confidence through us. We're just the vessel or the messenger. And then it's a win for God because when we're living fully and abundantly out of who He's made us to be, then He gets the glory and His kingdom's being built. And I think people are being brought into a closer relationship with Him, which is such an honor honestly to be a part of
0: hi there welcome to embrace your strengths today you are in for a big treat you're going to get to hear from my dear friend becky smith welcome becky hey fun to be here this is so so much um tell me a little bit about you and where you live and what you do okay
1: yes so i live here in austin texas with my husband greg And we have three awesome grown kids who are grown and flown and scattered, uh, literally, all over the world. And Greg and I work for Bridges International, which is a branch of Crew, And it focuses on welcoming the international students who come from nations all across the globe to study here in the States.
0: Oh, I... I love um, watching and reading about just the things that y'all get to do with students here at UT. And it just, just seems like such a great fit for both you and Greg of just your heart for people and just your experience. So I know it's a blessing for all those students that get to get to be around both of you.
1: Aww.
0: Well, um, I think about, I guess when we first met, what's, what's your recollection of how we first
1: connected? <laughs> well, When we moved back from Thailand the first time, so we used to live in Thailand. We've lived there twice, actually. And when we first came back, I think, Barbara, that you were my first friend. We came back and we had, get this, you remember a three-year-old, a 15-month-old, and a newborn. And I was (sighs) drowning, not to mention being in reverse culture shock from having lived abroad for the last several years um, because, you know, moving overseas is hard, but moving back is harder. And so our sweet husbands worked in the same office. And so we connected pretty quickly and we lived in the same neighborhood and you were that friend, here comes your empathy. You were that friend who saw me and you pursued me and you cared how I was doing. And that made me feel this sense of belonging. And of course, then it didn't take long before Mm -hmm. we realized that we have so many things in common. We even dress alike. We've shown up to so many things wearing (laughs) basically the same outfit. Oh, you have that color top too. (laughs) I do too. All the time. And so just like that this wonderful friendship was born and now this friendship is 27 years no 26 years old because that's how old my son is
0: mm. yes i do remember coming to that little house that y'all were in when you first came maybe that was just a um launching spot but i I could feel the
1: overwhelmness of your life. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> it wasn't too so. hard to it wasn't wasn't easy to hide my overwhelming or my overwhelmness.
0: <laughs> well, like you said, it's just been so fun. I think we just connected from the get go, and um, you know, we always laugh about how we shared our Christmas sweaters back in the day when you know what's called ugly Christmas sweaters now were really cool back then, they and were we would trade so cool. them.
1: And yes, we paid we would, good money for those back then.
0: Yes. And we went to different churches and parties. So we would just trade our Christmas sweaters, which
1: is awesome. I know. I still have one of them. Well, um,
0: I think it is it is fun of just so many ways that we're like. And I think now even talking about our strengths, which we kind of knew that we had three strengths that are the same. But even um, as we've dug into it a little bit more, it's just... It just makes so much sense of how we connect in so many different ways. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you to um, just share a little bit more about um, your strengths and what you're doing. Well, I'd love for you just to start with telling about the class that you've been teaching lately and what you love about that.
1: Mm. Yes. Well, this is one of my favorite things to talk about so I teach an eight-week class for others in our organization that focuses on helping people to rediscover their values, their passions, and their gifting, basically their uniqueness and how God made them. And then I help to put it all together for them and to help them to form a life mission statement and to have some clarity as to what kinds of ministry roles they may want to pursue in the future and what they can confidently say no to. Uh, and Barbara, I regularly reference Clifton Strengths in my class as mm-hmm. such a great resource for determining determining how God made you to be and what kinds of things bring you life.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I love, love, love teaching this class because I get a front row seat as people experience their aha moments and as they become more confident in who they are. And I get to see people blossom and become excited about who they are and about all of the possibilities that lie ahead. And honestly, who wouldn't love being a part (laughs) of making that happen, right? I know. Well, that
0: is so, so valuable. And I think you know, we all really want to know who we are and what we're made for and how to get on the right track to be doing more of what what we're passionate about. And so it's yeah. such a gift to those people that you get to to really um, sit and talk with them and give them feedback about how wonderful and unique they are. And as, as we've talked, I mean, it kind of goes um, hand in hand with the things I love to do with mm-hmm. workshops and coaching with people just Mainly about their Clifton strengths, but like you said, there's a whole bigger package that um, drives what people's passions are and their values too. And so, I think that's so great to to give people tools to say, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do, and I need to do mm-hmm. more of that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you and how um, what you do really is an overflow of your strengths and your passions and values. So let's um, start with you. Tell me what your top
1: five talents are. Okay. So my top five talents are woo, connectedness, empathy, adaptability, and positivity. I'm not sure if they're in that order, but close enough. Um, And so teaching this class really allows me to tap in to all of those. My woo enables me to quickly establish rapport with people and to and because I'm genuinely interested in them I really am people tend to quickly trust me and then mm-hmm. my connectedness helps me to not only connect the dots in their lives like the ones between their passions or values their life story their strengths but also then to see the possibilities before them and maybe to move them toward a new trajectory in their lives or ministries. And then my empathy uh, really helps me to hear them and to feel with them and to hurt for their hurts and to make them feel understood and valued. And then my adaptability and my positivity, well, they just kind of help me to go with the flow and to imagine and to move toward greater things ahead and Barbara you know i love people and mm-hmm. i really am truly fascinated by how uniquely god's wired each of us so in teaching by class i honestly feel like a kid on christmas morning surrounded by all of these gifts and getting to unwrap them one after one after one mm-hmm. as i get to know each person and as i get to experience how amazing they are. Hmm.
0: Oh, that's so great. It's so funny you mentioned that illustration because that's how I feel when I get people's top five strengths back when I'm about to do a workshop with them. I just get giddy about it. And I bet. Um, Warren is just like, okay. But it's like, <laughs> it's just so fun to see, especially when I see certain mix of strengths or I don't know, I, I love it. I just love to get those emails back of what people's strengths
1: are. So so. I I can understand that. Yeah.
0: Well, what were your first thoughts when you learned about your strengths and what was that journey like for you?
1: Mm. You know, it was probably you that got me into this in the first place. (laughs) And I think you have may have sent me an email when I was living overseas and you probably told me to take the strength finder test because it had been so significant for you. And so I took that test, I believe it was 2009. And when I got the results back, it was so affirming. I for the first time ever understood some of the why's behind the things or the activities that i tended to move toward and for the first time i felt like my strengths mattered even mm.
0: yeah that's so um that seems so basic but i hear people say that a lot and that's exactly how i felt especially when i heard about adaptability as a strength mm. i don't know about you but i had can tend to feel like it's it's not maybe as valued and I want to step into it more and use it even more. but for me it was affirming to put words around that particular strength that it's a strength
1: right mm-hmm. so
0: well, um even over the last um, years, as you've learned more about your strengths, what has that journey been like?
1: Yeah, you know. After learning about my strengths, I began to feel the freedom, I think, to lean into them and to say a confident yes to activities and roles that would employ them, and then to be able to say no to things that are most definitely not in my wheelhouse. And I will say, though, it really did start off slow, kind of like a train just leaving the station. And then I kind of stalled out for a bit when we moved back from overseas for the second time. And um, there was a little bit of an identity crisis going on because, like I said earlier, moving overseas is hard, but moving back is harder. And then, you know, you mix in some major health things that I had to deal with. But eventually, as I began to develop and practice my strengths as part of my role with Bridges... I began to gain momentum. That train started huffing and puffing, and and I was gaining more confidence and competence. And people began to see that. And so over the last several years, I've been challenged and asked to do more and more things and to take on more roles involving my unique design the way God made me. And Then the great part too is that I've been able to do less of the things that might be better if someone else with other strengths did them. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's always nice to figure out. Right. (laughs) Yes. Well, I, I really just love hearing that. And I guess I think it's just so common that it does take a while to understand what these are and what is, what does that mean or how does that show up in my life? And you know, you've heard my excitement just about Mm
1: -hmm. this whole
0: idea of people's strengths. And um, when I was trying to figure out just a name for this podcast, I landed on embrace your strengths because for me, it was the idea of often we tend to, to minimize what they are or wish we had other strengths of someone else's. So for me, it was kind of like the, the title of it was really for me, for me to embrace my own strengths, but How do you feel like that's been for you? Um, Has it been challenging or easy for you as you think about what it means to embrace your strengths?
1: Mm. Well, first of all, I think the title is perfect. It's because it really is all about embracing your strengths. And I love it that you call it that. So I think that as we embrace our strengths, as we lean into them and honestly, it, it requires humility because when we are doing that, we're basically saying to God, I believe that you made me this way. Therefore, how do you want me to use these strengths, which are your design for me? How do you want to want to use them for your glory? So Barbara, for me, once I really understood my strengths, it wasn't super challenging to embrace them. Now, Okay. That being said, sometimes I wonder if certain people always value my strengths. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've had to figure out what it looks like to lead out of my strengths, since they don't at first glance necessarily look like what I used to think of as leadership strengths. But, mm-hmm. you know, you and I both know that leadership is all about motivating and equipping people to come alongside you in your vision or a task. And if those people that you're leading don't feel seen and valued and heard and equipped, then you're not being an effective leader. So my strengths enable me to see and value and hear and equip people. So I've learned to embrace those as, wow, that's the way God has equipped me to be a leader.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I love that you see me and you value me. (laughs) I, (laughs) um, I have something I want to share a little bit later, but just, I appreciate that. And I think that people do feel so seen and valued by you. And it's, it is so encouraging to see you getting to use that more and more in just what you do with bridges and investing in people. Well, when you like get up in the morning, what really gets you out of bed? What what excites you as you look forward to the day?
1: <laughs> well, okay. You know, one of my strengths is positivity. Uh-huh. So I wake up usually to all kinds of possibilities. I uh, I'm usually excited about what every day has to offer, but especially if I'm working on something I enjoy, like my class or planning an event, and I know you like to do that too, or coaching Mm -hmm. or mentoring someone or doing something to boost morale at my office, Uh, motivating and cheering people on is totally what motivates me. In fact, I find that as I breathe life into other people, God is breathing life. And to me, so I kind of wake up in the morning going, ooh, what's that going to look like today? And mm. it's kind of a banner day when I get to do one of those things that I just listed.
0: Mm. That's great. Well, tell me about a time when you just love that you really did get to like use your strengths and you felt like it was a time when you were doing something God really made you, what
1: he made you for that you were equipped to do. Ooh, I love this question. Well, okay, there's stories I could tell you, but I'll, I'll focus in on one. So at the end of the class I lead, I like to put together a paragraph for each class participant. And in that paragraph, I talk about what I see in them and how I've experienced the way God made them and how I see him possibly using them in the future. And so in essence, I'm speaking blessing over them, which everybody needs, right? And so last summer, after I read one of my paragraphs of encouragement during the class, the woman I wrote it for was just basically speechless. And then she finally choked out, wow, you make me sound so awesome, And of course, I replied, well, that's because you are awesome. People need to be reminded of how amazing they are. And when they begin to appreciate the uniqueness and, and honestly, the intentionality of how God designed them, they come alive, and they're less threatened by other people's strengths. And so what I love about what I get to do is that I'm not simply about making people feel good about themselves, and neither are you. You and I both, I think, are about igniting a sense of purpose in people, and that is so fun to be able to do. Yeah. Oh, I want to take your class. <laughs> okay. I think you know everything already, but sure. Well,
0: it, it's always nice to kind of go back to the drawing table. Well, like... I just see, even as you're telling that story of just the, just the joy that you experienced as you were imparting um, vision and encouragement to this woman, but how, tell me a little more how that made you feel. Oh,
1: well, okay. So what I want in that class and in other things I do is I want people to be set up for a lifetime of ministry, no matter where they are or what kind of environment or culture they find themselves in. But I don't train them in ministry. I show them or I remind them of who they are so that ministry will naturally flow from them. And okay. I have a vision statement and a mission statement. I know some people have a mission. Many people have a mission statement, but I have a vision statement too. And Those are the things that I use as my grid for what I enter into in ministry. And my vision statement is about what I want to see. And then my vision, my mission statement will flow from that. It's about what I want to do about what I want to see. So I want always part of the equation. So it's a win, win, win. It's a win for us because we're being... Energized even as we're ministering to or helping someone, and we get to sense God's pleasure. And then it's a win for the ones who are the focus of our ministry or help because they're getting the best parts of us and they don't feel like a project because they're not a project, and because we truly enjoy what we're doing. And then they, whether they're aware of it or not, they're experiencing God meeting their needs and building their confidence through us. We're just the vessel or the messenger. And then it's a win for God, because when we're living fully and abundantly out of who he's made us to be, then he gets the glory and his kingdom's being built. And I think people are being brought into a closer relationship with him, which is such an honor Honestly, to be a part of, and that's what I love about what I get to do.
0: Mm. Wow, that's just so encouraging and inspiring. And it's like, yeah, who wouldn't really
1: want to tap into that and understand that more? Mm. And I, I am so or not. They're experiencing God meeting their needs and building their confidence through us. We're just the vessel or the messenger. And then it's a win for God because when we're living fully and abundantly out of who He's made us to be, then He gets the glory and His kingdom's being built. And I think people are being brought into a closer relationship with Him, which is such an honor, honestly, to be a part of. And that's what I love about what I get to do. Mm. Wow, that's just so
0: encouraging and inspiring. And it's like, yeah, who wouldn't really want to tap into that and understand that more. Mm. And I, I am so encouraged for you and for all the people that you get to um, pour into in this way of just seeing, seeing God be glorified through you and what you're doing. Mm. Well, um, it's kind of like you're, you know, preaching to the choir here. um, (laughs) I
1: know I am. (laughs) But I,
0: on a personal note, I like to just um, think about how I feel in those exact things of feeling seen and valued and encouraged when I'm with you. And I, I think about several years ago when Warren and I got to come to see where you lived in Chiang Mai. And that was like such a special and meaningful time for me to see you in your element and see what you loved about mm. the country and the people. And, you know, cause I'd, we'd been, we'd kept in touch and you'd been there and then back to Austin and then back again. And so it was just such a gift to be there and just to see your world and meet your people. But um, one of the things in particular was well, I, I think of just the, one of the pictures of just that Bryce field right by your house, mm-hmm. of just the vision of like, oh, I've never seen one of those before. <laughs> and um, but then, of course, getting to go um, ride the elephants, which is great, and that other part that we don't like to talk about—the <laughs> snake farm—that was right next <laughs> to that was like a yeah. very low point. We won't go into that. <laughs>
1: no, but um,
0: but the other day, you when we were talking, you mentioned something that Aaron had said to you, and I just felt like what she said just captured the essence of who you are about... Um, will you just explain that little example? Because you know what we're talking, oh, what I'm talking about.
1: That's so sweet. It's it's Really, it's a sweet story. My, So for Mother's Day, my middle daughter, Erin, wrote this super amazing letter to me and titled it, 10 Signs You May Have Had the Best Mom Ever. So Seriously, mm. like the kind of letter every mom Anyone wants one of those. Yes. yes, I know. And I got one. It was awesome. So I won't read to you the whole letter, but I'll just read the part you mentioned. And she said, Thai street vendors smiled when they saw my mom coming. And it wasn't just because they anticipated good business. My mom has a way of making people people feel good, no matter who they are. She sets out to share joy, and she does it better than anyone I know.
0: Mm, That's so sweet.
1: It's so sweet. I don't know how accurate it is, but it was super sweet.
0: (laughs) Well, I love it because I can picture being on those streets with you, looking for little goodies to take home to Texas, and just, just seeing the joy you had just being there and showing me the the experience and what we could find, but even more so like Aaron said, of just the joy that you bring to people. That's the bottom line. And mm. no matter where they are or where they live, you make people feel so loved. And oh, thank you. I, I also was thinking um, just even just the other day, this might make me cry, but um, <laughs> just when we talked and about it's not like we are exactly talking about all of our strengths, but somehow we got on the topic of um, when my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And I think just, um, I never knew that you were the first one to know that before I did, because we were living in Costa Rica at the time. And I think just the tears that we both had, and then you were telling me a little more about when your dad passed away. And I felt like, wow, this is a two empathy people moment. <laughs> received. Right. It was so special because we both could just enter into just that deep loss and sadness yeah. but but I think you know when you when there's something going on in any of us when someone can hear it and feel it is so meaningful and I mean I have empathy, but i I just loved experiencing your empathy toward me
1: so (laughs) well I think you your empathy and I think I told you this the other day your empathy can run circles around my empathy (laughs) and I Um, love that about you well
0: I think it is interesting you know how all of our strengths just show up different and a lot of times depending on our other strengths but um anyway thank you for saying that Hmm. well um As you think about just um, just the season of life you're in, I know we both are kind of in the empty nest season, still trying to see, Lord, what do you want me to do and how do you want me to spend my time? Um, But what has that been like for you as I know, even like you mentioned the class, um, but any other thoughts you have about how knowing your strengths is helping you just in this um, different season of your life?
1: Yes. Oh, of course. Uh, Well, yep. You and I are definitely not as young or energetic (laughs) or, you know, I don't feel like I'm as cute as I used to be. My husband would say (laughs) otherwise. But um, so honestly, though, because I'm not as young and energetic as I once was, it makes me want to be even more intentional about the way I spend my time and energy. Before I knew my strengths, I would often take on roles or projects to please people, even if it totally drained me. And even if I hated it, I just wanted people to be happy with me. And so Mm -hmm. now I can take those requests for my involvement. I can pray about it. And I can see how it might involve using my strengths and my God-given design. And I can make a more well-thought-through decision. Now, sometimes I still have to say yes to some things that aren't Mm -hmm. my strengths because that's a part of life. We don't live in a perfect world where we only get to operate out of our strengths. But it's given me a great grid that I really follow to kind of more strictly than I ever used to because I Mm -hmm. only have so much time and energy to offer these days yeah that's so that's so helpful just to
0: have a kind of a clear path and just a way to discern like you say what to say yes to what to say no to right yes well um what would you tell our listeners who may have any of your strengths or um, maybe love someone or work with someone that has any of the strengths that you have that could help them understand or appreciate them a little bit more (laughs)
1: that's a great question. Even my own husband has had to learn how to appreciate some of my strengths (laughs) over the years. So I would say to them, you need these people appreciate (laughs) their insight and their ability to make others feel seen and heard and valued. Um, Don't, don't discount their positive take on things as not being in touch with reality. Their strengths also are not in competition with yours. In fact, their strengths add to yours because together we're better than we are apart. None of us has all of the strengths. You've never tested anyone with who has all 34 Clifton strengths have have you. I mean, we have them all in some small degree, but Because we're all made differently, we need each other. And Mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes, and this is what I'll leave you with, uh, but it comes from this book that I read many years ago. But it's by Lee McElroy, and she wrote this book called *The Beautiful Ache*, and she kind of sums all of this up so beautifully. And what she says is this: she says, "This world." is so hungry. Surely someone needs what it is in your nature to offer. What do you do that causes you to lose all track of time? Where do you most often experience delight? And when do you sense God's pleasure? Make an altar there and climb on. You'll love How it feels to lose yourself in the sacrifice, the sacrifice of work well done, and God will be more than pleased to accept it. Isn't that awesome? I love that. That's so awesome. It's like the quote of my life right now. So
0: yeah, yeah, I'm going to print that out and put it somewhere where I can look at it.
1: Okay, yeah, I do. I've practically memorized it. I did have to read it this time, but I've I think I have it memorized honestly.
0: That's so good. Well, um, I appreciate so much just all the um, insights and just you sharing about your life and what your strengths have looked like in your life and how you're enjoying them. Well, one last question I have for you is
1: what has brought you joy lately? Or put a smile on your face? Oh, yeah, that's hard to narrow down because, again, I'm naturally positive in so many things do cause me, do bring me joy. But, you know... I'm all about my friends. And so Barbara, you put a smile on my face the other day. And I'm not just saying this as a kiss up, Aww. honestly, because <laughs> we live on opposite ends of the, of town. And so we don't get to be together as often as we'd like to. And as often as we did when we lived just a few streets mm-hmm. away. And so when you and I had coffee the other day and talked, that was just so life-giving to me. And that just, you know, I just came away from that going, oh, this is my friend who sees me and who oh. loves me for me, and so yeah. So you totally um, brought me joy and put a smile on my face. Oh. I'm still well, smiling. Thank you.
0: I I felt exactly the same. It was it was just so meaningful, and I think it. I mean, it sounds kind of weird, but it was a little different because we were talking business a little bit. I mean, about <laughs> your strengths. Right. And so it was just like, it was it was richer, you know? I mean, right. maybe because we were talking about strengths isn't like a real business item, but you know what I mean? It was just different than, how's your, what are you doing? You know, how are your kids? Right. I mean, we'd like yeah. to talk about those things too, but it was a rich conversation, so. Yeah, yeah
1: meaty stuff.
0: Yes, well- Becky, thank you so much for um, taking time to um, share just your insights and like I said, just who you are and how these strengths have worked out in your life. And I love you and appreciate you. And thank you for being on Embrace Your Strengths.
1: Well, you are so welcome and thank you. Uh, It's just so fun to talk about this stuff because it matters and I want people to know who they really are. I think we are our best selves when we know who we really are. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to come and talk and of course, to spend time with you again.
0: Well, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at l.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.